All right, 324 here on the Blitz 1170. We're streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. Don't forget Sunday. Right here on the Blitz at uh, 2.30, it is the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Green Bay Packers here on your home for the Dallas Cowboys, the Blitz 1170. We've got Oklahoma State tomorrow afternoon as well as they're in Ames, Iowa. More on that with John Holcomb coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Colby? Yes, sir. I hear, for hear that you're State back. <laughs> on... Uh, tomorrow evening seriously with the way that your connection is right now i it just it makes me just picture hoth outside of your house right now (laughs) you're like in an antarctic setting (laughs) that's going on and i know all it is is your service provider which i know that you're a big fan of it it feels like that might be the case but yeah i mean it's it's one of the the many um obstacles that i have to overcome each and every day my friend (laughs) (laughs) but here we are here we are so i wanted to for just a few moments here kind of go back and revisit a few things basketball related first of all i thought last night was hilarious when tnt has a basketball game Scott, I have a feeling that you were tuned in last I night. I was for this. upset. <laughs> you were you were taking in what was an epic beatdown of the Boston Celtics when TNT decided to say, you know what, we are going to pull the ripcord on this game. So you know what we do? We'll check in with Oklahoma City and we'll check in with the Blazers and see how that's going. Well, that one's going about as well as the game that we just pulled the, the cord on. And then they go to the Knicks game, and what, the Knicks were, were getting beat by 20, I think, when yes. they tuned in? Yeah, it was 20 when <laughs> they, they switched over. They had to go to three different games last night on TNT because the other two games were so bad. Wasn't it just a few years ago that the Thunder got beat by 71? Yeah, and that was brought up in the postgame last night. That was, the, was, it the, was that the COVID year? Or, or the year after the COVID year? I think that was yeah, 21. Yeah, it was 21. 21. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got beat by 71 and now flipped the script and win by 62. Yeah, because the COVID year was the Chris Paul team, right? Uh, yes, season. it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Pour one out for Chris Paul, boys. As, uh, he has a uh, little, little injury for the Golden State Warriors, who right now are – it's – like you go back and think about their dominant run, and it's kind of fun, like tap dancing on their grave a little bit right now. <laughs> if I'm just being honest, I think a lot of people are having fun watching them, and it all hinges on whether or not Draymond's going to come back and act a certain way or not. But seeing them at this, and then everyone with their tweets, and I knew it was going to happen. I was like, man, are we really going to sit here and act sad for the Warriors? We're going to have all the sad face emojis as well about, oh, you should feel bad for Steph Curry. No, no, no one feels bad for them. No one feels bad for them. When they had the group of death line up that they were just running things in the NBA, nobody feels sad for Steph Curry. Nobody feels bad for Steve Kerr. You don't feel bad for their fans or anything else. Shut it. I don't want to hear it. I don't feel bad for them. And it's fun watching them basically middle and mediocrity right now. Because that's what they've turned into. It took a while for them to get there, but when they did, boy, they got old and fell off the cliff fast, didn't they? 
I mean, I, I don't root for them by any means. I, I hate the Lakers more, so uh, I, you know, I, I guess like me tap dancing on people would, would probably pertain to the Lakers. More You'd than enjoy the, the Lakers one. <laughs> but I, I like I'm not sad about this by any means. And I mean, yeah, you're right. They just they got old so quickly. Like it just seemed like overnight, all of a sudden that that roster just fell off the cliff and. You know, I like I, I saw I think it was Kendrick Perkins maybe who again most of what he says yeah. is just complete nonsense anyway. But I think it was like criticizing Steve Kerr as a coach or something. Oh and I, my god, I, like, dude! The team got old. They're just not elite players anymore. I, like, what do you think they should be the number one team in the West right now? No, nobody thinks that. Yeah, what does he want from them? They they can't. Open up the magic elixir that Ponce de Leon found. That's right. It's like, all right, we hit the found of youth. No, that's not how this works. You, you especially, Kendrick Perkins, knows how that works. Old tugboat ass need a tugboat to drag right. him past half court, up and down the floor with the thunder for those last couple of seasons. Like, get out of here. You know how it works for sure. I mean, think about that time in the NBA when they were doing what they were doing. And think about all of the best players in the league at that time. All of them are old now. Yes. Like Harden and Russ and KD were obviously like in the primes of their career. All of those guys are are past that. The Warriors nucleus is past that. You know, guys like Kawhi Leonard and and uh, Paul George. You know, all of those guys are on the are on the the last years of of their NBA careers at this stage. I know. I know. I mean, even Clay Thompson is. I read a story the other day where it said Clay is is coming to terms with um, just basically being his best self on his last ride out uh, in the in the NBA. Yeah. I'm like, dang, dang. <laughs> When's the funeral for Clay Thompson? Like, he's just coming to terms with who he is as a person. Almost is the way that the right. the story read. I was like, the, yeah. The fact that they squeezed that last championship out of that team is pretty incredible. Oh, I know. I know it. I know it. All right. Outside of the NBA, here's what else I wanted to bring up. Because we'll spend some time in Oklahoma State again with Holcomb coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. Do you know what else is this weekend? It is the return for the Sooners for the last time to a little place called Fog Allen. Now, if you're not up to date on Sooners basketball lore, and judging by the attendance, you aren't. It's been 22 consecutive games at Allen Fieldhouse that the Sooners have found themselves on the losing end. 22 straight games. Since OU's last win in Allen Fieldhouse, it has beaten 12 conference opponents three or more times. This is the last appearance as a member of the Big 12 Conference the Sooners have to go up and have an opportunity to finally beat the Jayhawks in Lawrence. The Sooners have beaten Baylor 17 times, according to Ryan Aper. They won games at 10 different road venues in Texas alone. They've beaten three different programs in Hawaii. And yet here we are, 1 o'clock start on Saturday, for a chance to knock off Kansas. And the interesting thing about this is, is that we get it. KU is a very difficult place to play. Incredibly tough. 
But of the 22 games, 13 have been decided by 10 points or fewer. And the last three meetings have been decided by a total of 10 points. They've had their opportunities. They've just never been able to get over the hump in Lawrence. Wash, rinse, repeat, by the way, for almost every school in the Big 12 Conference alone. But this has been, in particular, a thorn in the side for Oklahoma. And uh, the Oklahoman went through and laid out some of these games with how close that they've been. And, man, you can go back through and remember, like, specific moments each and every single game about leads that Oklahoma had where they let it slip away. You know, Buddy Heald went nuts up there, 46 points. What was that, in 2016 when Kansas was number one, OU was number two? That was that three-overtime game where it was like, what was it, 109 to something? I mean, that, it was just a, an unbelievable game back and forth. And Brent Price had 56 points uh, in the game in 1990, and Buddy Heald scored 46 that game. And there have been some really, really good games between these two. And it the uh, last chance here for the Sooners and Lawrence on Saturday. The Buddy Heald game is the one that stands out, I think, probably to most people and to me especially. I mean, that was the one where you really thought they were going to get it, and, and it got away. No doubt. Uh, 96, Ryan Miner, who just recently passed away. Oklahoma loses 72-66 to January 2nd, 1996. Ryan Miner missed four of his first five shots before going hitting six of his last eight. He scored 22 and eight rebounds. Sooners, though, just could not get over the hump. They, it was a 16-point lead at one point before Miner brought him back. But, man, 94. Here's a 10-point loss. And just on and on and on. And maybe this is the final time that we see these two play up in Manhattan. Uh, but Porter Mosier's group, with the start that they had at the beginning of the season, this seems like, and I'm not throwing dirt on them because it is the Big 12 and difficult that it is, but uh, the loss to TCU, I think, was a surprise in which the way that it happened, even though TCU, man, fast break points, they are fast, and they will put their foot on the pedal, unlike anyone else in this conference and in the country, really, if you look at the statistics, um, but who would Plus, have thought... having to play on that court is, I mean... Distracting? That's, that's a 10-point swing anyway, right? What, distracting? Yeah, that court stinks. <laughs> but considering the start, it would be a, uh, a rough way to open up conference play with your record being what it is uh, with a loss to Kansas. But it's still incredibly early. It's not dire, it seems like the situation is with Oklahoma State here early to get a win uh, but a, a win would go a long way for Oklahoma to almost, in a way, validate themselves here in this conference race. Yeah, I think there's still a lot of people asking, like, how good is Oklahoma, right? I think and, anyone knows. What is, the, what is the ceiling, and are they legit? I, I think all of those are reasonable questions, and to your point, I, I don't think anybody knows for sure. Uh, but, yeah, a game like this, I think, would probably give a lot of people the feeling that they know the answer to those questions. Again, I can't reiterate this enough. It's it's almost like, in a weird way, when you were giving Mike Gundy crap for his record against Oklahoma, it's not very good. And you and, and, <laughs> right. and, and, and the response is, well, you know, if you look in totality, there are a lot of people that do not have a good record against Oklahoma. But yet there's there's a group of some fans that just don't want to hear it. Like when you say Oklahoma has won there in 22 tries, you're like, well, yeah, but there's not a really lengthy list of teams that have won there at all. So you got to kind of take it for what it is. 
I mean, that's the type of place when anybody wins there, it 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 probably leads Sports Center, right? That's the reason why Central Florida almost burned down Disneyland when they beat Kansas the other night. Anytime, whether it's at home or on the road, you celebrate a a victory like that. Have you ever been there? Have I been to the fog? Yeah. Not for a game. I've been inside of it, but not for a game. I've only been once, and that place is psycho. Like, to go into that atmosphere and win a game In a good way or bad way? Like, in a good way. Okay. Like, it is, or I guess if you're the opponent, in in a bad way. Like, that, it is loud and crazy, and, like, that is, that is the, the wildest atmosphere I think I've ever seen in sports. Mm. I've always heard everyone that's been there has been great. Scott, have you been there to shoot? I have not, because mm. they're real strict about the, the amount of people that can, at least video journalists anyway, that can oh, go cover are they? They're real strict about okay. the numbers. It's kind of like Duke. I think. And Duke. Arkansas. Arkansas is the same yeah. way. Duke is real because they're, I mean, it's small yeah. in there. I remember, was it Eric Bailey who told me this story that uh, the student section is so close to the media writers courtside that it gets hot in there with all the students in there and, you know, their Cameron craziness that goes on. And I think Eric was saying that the students are so close that when the people in the front row start sweating and they're painted blue, like the, the like blue beads of moisture would fall like on the media table. That's how close they are to you, which is gross to think about. Like, yeah. hey, man, listen here, Papa Smurf. You want to take a step back, please? <laughs> like, please. I'm working here. Please, please keep your blue Kool-Aid somewhere else, please. But, yeah, I've always heard Kansas is great. And it's incredible. Hope to make it up there at uh, some point and time. All right, 338 here on the Blitz 1170. Uh, when we come back, we should probably think about fitting in a bag audio. It'll be a short edition as well here on the Blitz 1170, coming to you live from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studios. We've got Oklahoma State basketball tomorrow. We've got the Dallas Cowboys coming up on Sunday. It's a busy week here on the Blitz 1170, streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app.